Hi, and welcome to Everyday Impact, a life tree podcast inspiring you to take Jesus into your everyday life. My name is Jessica Jean, and I'll be joined later by my co-host, Will. Today, we have Fabio and Leanne DeSanto sharing their story with us. As you hear their conversation, be listening for some of the ways that they began to dream with God and how they walked that out as a family. I'm sure you'll be encouraged by their story and walk away with some insight on how to go through your own dreaming process with God. All right, so I've got with me today in the, the sound booth, um, Fabio and Leanne Dos Santos. I will. Hey, Will. Thanks for joining us today. It's our pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to hear a bit of your story. We're going to be talking about your journey uh, with author clothing. Um, but before that, I'd love to give you guys the chance to share what do you want people to know about you besides um, the fact that you're running a, a totally cool, world-changing business? Oh, thanks. <laughs> do you want to go first? No, ladies first. Oh, ladies first. Okay. Um, let me see. Well, before I, before we, I am a business owner, we are parents. Um, so we have two girls, 12 and nine, and they are, uh, I can't even say they are our life in so many ways. We just are super thankful to be parents. We didn't always know we were going to be able to be parents. So that's a huge part of our journey. Mm -hmm. And, um, they are just so fun and they, our, our journey with them, even as like homeschool parents has really like informed so much of our entire life. So it's been a, such a gift. So family is a value to you. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Family is a value. Yeah. But we like, we like really legit, like love hanging out with them. Yeah. And we have a lot of fun, like dance parties and Whitney Houston sing-alongs and Nerf gun fights. Nerf gun fights. <laughs> as soon as I put on War, the song from the 70s. Yeah. What is it good for? I forget the band now. The girls go crazy. They run, grab their guns, and we all hunt each other around the house. It's fantastic. Yeah. So Nerf, Nerf guns. It's all good. Yes. No animals or children were hurt. Yes. It's well, good to know. badly hurt. Yeah. We've been married for 21. almost 22 years. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And so I got married when I was eight. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just a joke. Yeah. Um, what else about us? We like food. Yeah, we're foodies. Sleeping. Oh, you like food. <laughs> we, we, are, we are snob. Food snobs, coffee oh. snob. I'm a coffee snob. But no, that just means you're educated. You're that's informed. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yes. We are very informed. That's we'll it. have you back on another <laughs> episode to talk about food and culture. That's right. <laughs> that's right. I think the only other thing that's super worth mentioning probably is we love reading stories yes. as a family. Like it has become our thing. It wasn't modeled for us, either of us no. at all. And we have just... Um, kind of latched on to biographies and reading about people and how they became who they did and why they did what they did. And it is like the greatest source of joy for us. Yes. The people we, we have we, met We just together. enjoy learning as a family. We mm -hmm. just enjoy learning about people, about historical events, about uh, poetry, about art, about music, but just not listen or read, but just to find out why. Yeah. How did it become yeah how did it come to be i think our kids have helped us become curious so we just have such a desire to like cultivate that and maintain it and grow it so yeah that's i feel like i should have had you on here to talk about <laughs> family but i think that um at least from what i know about how you do business that family is a part of every facet totally. of your life and that 
um, this is not just a, an entrepreneurial endeavor. This is a family endeavor. Yeah, it absolutely. is. Yeah. yeah. Both our daughters are CEOs of our company. <laughs> We're not, but they are. One of one is our chief encouragement officer. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like That's that. Shiana. Yep. Does she get a business card? She, she does. Is, she yeah. does. And our other one is our chief. No, customer experience sorry, officer. Sorry, customer experience officer. Yes, okay. She's got the so eye for detail. So. Okay. Well, maybe uh, then tell us a bit about your business. All right. So we, well, we, Author Clothing is a children's clothing company based out of North Saanich. Uh, we manufacture with two manufacturers in India. They are both fair trade certified because our vision has always been to create living wage jobs. Um, we had the privilege of going to Kolkata, hmm, I don't know how many years ago now. Three years ago now? Uh, more like five, I okay. feel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And um, going to one of these uh, manufacturers and actually seeing the impact that they had and um, just seeing what happened, you know, driving through the streets when that wasn't taking place. We saw kids taking care of little kids and not going to school. And um, we just wanted to be a part of of uh, creating hope through something so simple as a honorable job. Yeah. And so, it just happens that the garment industry is also the second most polluting industry in the world. Verifiable facts, that is, that they are the second most polluting. So it's also a very sustainable uh, project and cause that we are uh, undertaking. So it's not only to provide living wage jobs or a better, or opportunity really, for people uh, in vulnerable situations in other countries. And hopefully one day here in Canada as well, we will start manufacturing items. Um, but then it's also, it now encompasses the aspect of, wow, okay, we need to be uh, taking care of our planet. And so it's a very, uh, we do it fair trade, but very sustainably too in our how we ship our goods and how we also manufacture them in, term of, in terms of organic and how we dye our, our product as well is all certified as environmentally friendly. Yeah, I love that. It's like there's an intention behind every aspect of your business. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. What does the kingdom look like? What does what God's heart look like in, in this aspect of my totally. business? Yeah, like because he just loves his creation. He loves his people. Um, yeah, and I, and I think too just that, you know, that there are those out there that are actually doing it. You mm-hmm. know, I think uh, we are one of a number of companies out there, lots of companies who are doing their best to provide goods to people that are good for the planet, but good for people. And I think that's all about what God is about. He's about people. He's about yeah. his creation as well. And so, yeah, to, for us anyways, it's a no-brainer. It's uh, How could you do it any other way? Yes. So you got uh, shirts so far. Uh, you sell primarily kids' clothing mm-hmm. to start with. I am still waiting for my <laughs> large... Papa Bear shirt. Papa right. Bear shirt. <laughs> right. Um, but... Uh, the clothes themselves, I, I love the designs. Tell us a bit about the the significance of the product itself. Yeah, I think for us, obviously, uh, we are true believers that quality has to be part of anything that we as people who call themselves the people of God have to bring mm-hmm. to the forefront. Um, I think we have to do things with excellence. Yeah. And But beyond that, for us, we also want to be excellent in the way that we portray identity yeah and mm-hmm. i think that thus far our um our clothing and the shirts that we have um, that's what we're trying to do is say you know you are this you are creative 
you are yeah. generous you know and we have a number of different themed shirts that speak to an identity and it's been an incredible journey for us to just get these downloads of what the next design should be but then also have parents who have you know three or four different kids or or, or nephews or nieces or grandkids and they can say oh man i'm gonna get this one yeah. because that speaks to who i see or who i see you being and who you are and so it's just bringing out the gold and i was just yeah. saying hey i see you as this inspiration yeah i see you as this you know anyways uh, uh yeah it's just we want to in the process of selling a a product, a good that people hopefully will see that there is quality, there's a purpose for our environment, for people fulfilling a need, but then there's a greater fulfillment of, you know, we're teaching and we're speaking into the depths of people's yeah. being. Mm -hmm. And the shirts look cool. And that's a, a bonus too. I actually gave one to my nephew. That's awesome. Um, cool. And I chose possibility for him. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. There because you go. I've seen just some of the obstacles that he had to face mm. That's beautiful. Uh, over the last few years. I think he's eight or nine now. And just to see how he's overcome mm. and, and just this trade of possibility over him. Despite, right. And so I wanted to, uh, with this purchase, prophesy over him. Mm. There's the, totally. the shirt, and I think you guys package a bookmark yeah. with it. That's yeah. right. Um, and it has the write-up of what the shirt means. Yeah. Um, so if anyone's interested in prophesying over their <laughs> nephews or, or supporting this cause or even just getting a, a great shirt um they can get it at author.clothing author author.clothing yeah. so we've heard a bit about what you guys are doing and, and kind of your values as a family take us back to when this this idea all started yeah it it wasn't it didn't start as a journey didn't start as like a, oh let's start a like let's start a clothing company it was really like we we're all home eating lunch together. I don't even know why. We were in Alberta at the time. I think it's because it was very, very cold. It's and probably we were very, all very cold. <laughs> it was March. I'm sure it was snowing. Um, and we just saw on the news the collapse of Rana Plaza. And there was, I think, I think 1,100 or so people who were killed in that um, collapse. And This it, is in Bangladesh. It was a, a garment factory in Bangladesh. Yeah. And uh, we just, I remember picking up my daughter and going towards the TV and and just being like, and seeing labels of a brand that we had purchased and just thinking, oh my goodness, like I, I can't, like literally it was just like, I'm not shopping like that anymore. I'm not buying from them anymore. And it was convenient, it was cute, it was really, really affordable. And it's just like, no, I, like, I can't. Like I, I didn't know, I just didn't know. And then it just became this journey of like listening to books and, and kind of learning. Just, like yeah. I just, where, where, do, I had never thought about where my clothes came from or who yeah. made them or that humans, I mean, I guess, I think we kind of want to think it, that they're just made by machines and we don't realize how intricate every little stitch and it's all human hands. Right. And, um, so just that journey. And then around that same time we were reading like dreaming with God by Bill Johnson. Yeah. And he just kind of saying like, you know, God has answers for every problem on the earth. He's just waiting for someone to ask him. I'm like, yes. Oh, here's the problem. <laughs> Let's ask him. And it kind of was birthed there. It took a long time to get going. Yeah, and then we, you know, and then just opportunities to get more educated into the need and what was going on and there's a book out there called where am i wearing that 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 we read and it's also impacted us it's just a gentleman who decided to find out he was wearing you know a pair of jeans socks underwear t-shirt jacket he's like i'm gonna go he looked at all the labels and he decided to go to these places to find out who made his clothing mm -hmm. and the journey that he goes on it was just a fabulous 
education for us as well. You just put book. names and faces to an issue that was so detached from where we lived. Yeah. And it was like, oh, right, these are, I mean, we know that they're people like us, but we don't really know. And it, that just shifted for me. And yeah, for and, that, and again, a process that started in Alberta, started with us, you know, Leanne being at home with the girls and helping me as I traveled the world. I used to do consulting and, and business development internationally for different tech companies. But it was that, that longing, I guess, and that, that ever so gentle knock on our, the door of our hearts going, maybe there's more. Maybe, maybe, maybe we can solve this problem. We could co-labor with God, and maybe there's something that we can do. It was just uh, this flame that got ignited in our hearts to be like, okay, there are problems out there. Mm. And if God has a solution, and if we're his hands and feet, okay, we're going to take something on. And for us, this was it. Mm. Yeah. What was God speaking to you about during this time? You've got this this inner burden that's starting mm. to process as this... Uh, God's call, or is this like a slow, gradual? When we really, like a couple months later, when we were really seeking the Lord, it's like, hey, do we do this? Like, because it was, it was, it was hinging around the question too of, like, do we have another child, or if we do we start a business? Because it's going to take resources and time and energy, and we felt like we needed to kind of make a choice, and um, so there was that going on. Um, I think for me, I remember having a, a, a couple of days just being on the couch in my devotional time and being like. I wasn't, I wasn't afraid that it would fail. I was actually so afraid that it would be so successful that Oprah would call. Like that was very literally what I was processing <laughs> with the Lord. I'm like, ah, look at that. that's too big, too much, too. Uh, that was just my experience. One and of us loves the limelight. The other one not does so not. Much. And, uh, and, and then as I looked through my Bible, just asking the Lord to confirm, like there was never, I never had a, a dream, a vision, uh, whatever. It was just like every page I looked at was like the orphan, the widow, the, his heart. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> right. It's it's just totally your heart to take care of the kids and the women. Okay. And it was just, it wasn't like a, I had to do it. It was really that feeling of not on our watch. Yeah. Mm. You know, we're here and we want to protect the vulnerable. We want to provide options, you know, and a job provides opportunities, provides options, provides resources. Um, and so it, 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 it's funny, we live in a culture that sometimes we begrudge me, like, oh, it's Monday, I got to go. And for a lot of people, you know, um, there isn't that opportunity to go to work. And if it's work, they still get paid only 35, 40% of what a living wage in their country would be, not even yeah. compared to us. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and it's throughout the word too, that, or throughout the Bible, that work is a, is a gift. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's a it's an honor and a privilege to be able to get up and go to work and provide for your family. And so, I think for us, it was just this excitement of like, no, you know, it, not on our watch. Yeah. We're gonna do whatever that little bit of impact or a huge amount of impact, whatever it is, we're gonna do it. We'll do our part. We'll do mm -hmm. our part. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're you're two years in now. You've had this thing that's been churning inside of you. Uh, what are some of the next um, key moments in this journey for you? Hmm. There's been so many key moments <laughs> that I'm kind of trying to... <laughs> there, was, there was a really long middle process of yes. Fabio traveling, me being at home with the girls, and just literally it, was, it looked like listening to business books while I did the dishes after I put them to bed. 
Yeah. And and often thinking like, why am I listening to this stuff on like corporate culture? Why am I listening to all these like yes. uh, feeling like a real fraud? I'm like, this is so stupid, you know? <laughs> like, who do I think I am? Who am I? Whatever. And and now I kind of it was just an article published in Douglas Magazine, I think this month, um, where we were interviewed a little bit about some of our our thoughts on on hiring, on building a team, and and it was just really funny because I just felt like so inadequate and even like. And honored, honored in responding, but at the same time, like, oh, yeah, this is all that stuff that I learned while I was doing the dishes. Yeah. Right? So there's that sort of... And you had no no business at that point. No, like, there was other... One thing that we did, I remember from the very beginning, going to someone house, someone's house for dinner after we'd made the decision, and it was a very conscious decision in my mind to not say, we're thinking about starting a children's clothing company. It was very decisive, like, we are starting a children's clothing company. Yeah. And so this, you know, it's taken years, but it's always been like, this is what we're doing. Like it was a, like a declarative statement in my mind. They didn't notice it. And <laughs> and in all honesty, there was a, a bit of a wilderness um, experience for us too, in the sense that, um, again, you know, when you, there's two of you making the, the decision or, you know, and you need to be united. And we were. And then there was this season of, okay, I have this amazing job where I travel the world and I get paid lots of money. And I, do I give that up? How do I give that up? How, how, you know, there were all these questions. Mm -hmm. So the decision was made, but the how to go about doing it was a process that, you know, um, super neat and straightforward. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. Just w check this box, this box. He's and like, then... literally, I think this happened three times. He would quit the job so that we could pursue this. And then like before he was even done that job, another company would hire him. And I'm like, Lord, what? Like, yay, I feel like this is your provision, but this isn't the way I was expecting this to go. So like what? Yeah, just crazy things like that. And, and honestly, at the same time that they were a blessing, you know, and again, how do I say this? They were a blessing. They were a distraction, and and yet God, and yet God is faithful. You know because yeah. that's true. I remember vividly writing an email. I was in a foreign country, writing an email to my boss, the owner of the company, saying, "We have this dream and this passion. Thank you so much for these years of serve. You know for the years that you've given me to serve this company, and this is wonderful." And sent it that afternoon. Another client not even in my business, needed help. And I spoke the language of that culture. And so they said, I know you're there. And just through like other relationships. So I just went and I helped these people out. And then we spoke and I said, oh no, actually I'm done. I'm just, I just actually sent my email to these folks. And by the time I landed back in Canada, that company had sent me an email saying, would you fly to Amsterdam to interview to be this person for this job? <laughs> and it was just kind of like, okay, um, is it anyways? And so there was that process of we made some right decisions and we made some wrong decisions in that whole season. Um, but again, our, our desire was always, okay, no, we we're moving towards this. Um, yeah. The other thing I could say about us is that we walk a lot. <laughs> Yes. There's like in, in interspersed, I can see so many of these conversations. It's like, why are we, are we doing this? Are we not doing this? Like just literally walking through these paths in Ardmore where we walk all the time. There's not a lot of people and we just like, <laughs> there'd be tears. There'd be all the, all the things. Never any fights. Never. Never. There'd be long silences. And so <laughs> that's, that's us. That's what we do. We've done it for years. So now our girls can stay home on their own and it's a little faster. <laughs> so you, you have this long moment in between the... Oh, yeah. Conception of the dream and the yeah. kind of 
commitment and realization. What helped you to keep that dream alive in your heart? Hmm. That's a great question. I think for me, it was the realization that if I, if we didn't or I didn't put, you know, like make the, the tires actually, the rubber meet the road and actually get some traction, that the life that I was living in this international business and traveling was not the life that I wanted. Yeah, I value family. I value time with my wife. I value uh, so many things that um, although these jobs and these opportunities were amazing, they kept me away from those things and those people that I love and the people that I wanted to do life with. And so for me, um, it was just a, a very real um, or uh, the realization that, okay, to live the life that I believe I'm called to live, I have to let these things go. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, in, in that whole long season, there's just so many more days than I could account where, A, I wanted to give up. <laughs> um, that's why our, our chief encouragement officer got her title from having these <laughs> timely, timely words and yes. prophetic pictures and all the things when, um, when I was just really, I was done. Or I just didn't know how to go forward. Or it was just like I was, you know, I'd lay under the under my desk on the floor and I would cry and then but I would get back up. Yeah. <laughs> and I think there's just um I mean, there's just so much of the journey. I we've talked to other entrepreneurs and it's like that's not an uncommon like, you know, she's like, if you're not on the floor crying once a week, like, what are you even doing? <laughs> I'm like, Yes. Yeah. And and again, God was so good to us in the books that we read and the people that we met, just about having grace for yourself, but then also grit, you know, and, and tenacity. And that's why one of our shirts now, an adult shirt is the mama bear shirts, the tenacious, the tenacious, because that's something that, man, yeah, you just, you have to be a little crazy. Yeah. And, and tenacious and, um, and move through all the thoughts and feelings of fear and doubt and, um, distraction and all these other things that are just seem to come your way at mock speed. Hmm. I think when I was, when I just kind of decided to start walking with the Lord, I was 19 turning. Yeah. 19. And we were, it was the, the summer we met at camp and one of the morning devotionals was a quote from a Madeline Lengel book. I just, it was very full circle when it, 20 years later, I found the actual quote in the book and I was like, lost my breath. And um, it, it was a, a, a saint or a brother or someone who said, um, I want to live my life in such a way that it would not make sense if God did not exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that seed was kind of planted like when I was 19, but just that idea of like, I want to do something with my life that is crazy. Like I want my life to not make sense if God wasn't who he said he was. And so there was kind of that, I think when I, when I started to hear in my thirties of like, okay, you were created to, to, you know, to bring heaven to earth, to do yes. these. I'm like, Oh yes, I've been waiting my whole life to hear this. Yeah. So it kind of was just a, um, even when it was hard, it's like, no, like I want to do something that God has to show up in. Like, that's kind of what I'm here for. Yeah. Even though the next day I'll want to quit, but, <laughs> but then I'll get back on, get up off the floor. And I don't know if that answers your question, but no, I love that. It's, we talked earlier before we recorded about, mm-hmm. um, this process of becoming mm-hmm. and how there's, there's something in our hearts that longs for something more. And, and yeah. God puts these dreams in us that it's kind of an indication of, of what's going to make us come alive. Mm-hmm. 
and that dissatisfaction of, of where you're at, like what are you willing to do to to get to that place, to align your life with not just I want my dreams to come true, but how can I live out how I was designed? Right. All these things that just click the right switches in your, in my heart. Right. Well, and I think that that comes with God giving us the desires of our heart. Right. I think that once we step out in faith, it just it becomes so much more real. You know, what truly is your desire? What truly do you want from this side of eternity? Hmm. You know, that that's where, um, yeah, that's where it gets real. And you say, okay, am I going after the things that actually make God's heart come alive, but in return makes my heart come alive? Yeah. Hmm. You know, um, there's a, you know, there's that. <laughs> There's the quote, I think it's from Braveheart or something, where he says, you know, every man dies, you know, because he's trying to get his, his crew to go and fight the British or whatever, right? And he's like, you know, the guy goes, yeah, but if we go, we're going to die. He goes, well, yeah, every man dies, but not every man really lives, right? Yeah. I'm just like, yes, <laughs> come on. And so it sounds cheesy, but it's so true yeah. in God, hmm. you know. I think in, the, in those seasons, all those days that were like, have been, will be so hard. Like we've had a culture of worship in our home and just like, I'm just thinking of, there's this one Amanda Cook song. Um, so will I, I thought it was her song. It's not, it's Hillsong, but there's on YouTube, it's like, her, there's hundreds millions of views now, but hundreds of thousands of them are mine. <laughs> like every morning, just me, like on my face, like, but it's like, you know, if, if the rocks cried in worship, so will I. Like, yes. it's like this thing that I get to do. And, and I think when things have been really, really hard, I think, okay, well, there's these, there's these women sitting at sewing machines who can't even feed their children. And, and like, they don't have a choice, mm. but I have a choice. I can quit or I can keep going. And it sounds like almost like a, a weird pressure to put on myself, but it, it's, it's true. Like it's uncomfortable, but it's true. It's like, they don't have a choice. They can't quit. It's unsafe. It's unhealthy. They can't quit. But I, I can, you know, this is, this is hard for me. It's out of my comfort zone. But like, you know what, Leanne? Like, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's it's also, a privilege to be out of my comfort and zone. And then there's also the choice of just having faith. Because there is the choice of, okay, I'm going to fight. Through this. But there have been times where it's like, we do not see an answer to this. Yeah. But we're going to believe. Mm-hmm. And that's been awe-inspiring and freaky and you put in whatever adjective you want because it's just been so amazing to to be like okay i am so not prepared for this i'm so out of my comfort zone i am so done like uh, and and be it resources or be it contacts or be it something even if it's just that encouragement officer showing up and speaking life into you at you know seven years old and saying mama what you're doing is important and what you're doing is impacting and changing the lives of women and children all over the world it just rocks your world and is worth every moment of being on your knees or under your desk, as the end said, in tears. We were eating dinner last night, and we were talking about um, table manners. 
and why we had to like use our forks in in a proper way or whatever. And and she's like, oh, it's not like we're ever gonna you know like sit like eat with kings. I'm like, well, actually, Jenny, you told me we were. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I recorded you like three years ago. I was having a hard day. And we went to the beach, and you said that we were gonna you know stand before kings and presidents because of what author was doing. So I'm like, wow. you better learn how to use that fork. <laughs> Etiquette. That's so. important. Yeah. Uh, I um. I love some of the conversations that I've got to have for this podcast so far. And a lot of them do deal with pursuing dreams and pursuing mm-hmm. what God has put on people's hearts. Um, I'm thinking of uh, this verse. It says, you have need of endurance so that after you've done the will of God, mm-hmm. you would inherit the promise. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, another piece of encouragement he gives is, to the church who is going through some struggles, but he says, you haven't yet resisted unto bloodshed. Mm-hmm. Like you haven't quite <laughs> spilt your blood right. yet. Uh, many of them did eventually, but it's like, okay, guys, it could be worse. Like, right. Keep going. Yeah. And and for whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're even just pursuing a, a dream of um, having a family or even just finding a mate, mm-hmm. like, there's, there's all these different things that God puts in our hearts, yes. but... I love how your story is, is illustrating this this committed resilience. Like we're going to keep going, and it, it is messy. I, I love that we got to just kind of. <laughs> you guys are in my mind these superstars, but when we look at your story, it's like there's a lot of snot involved. There's a lot of snot. I love that under the picture under the table. Yes. It's yeah. not just like I'm on my couch. It's no, like, no, oh, no, 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 no. That's the, the good crying spot. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I have such a heart for. Um, we were talking about the whole, the, the comment before about the, you know, just the just moms. It's like, uh, because one of a big eye opening thing in, in my journey was that we were, we were talking to people on the street when I'm like, oh, I'm just a mom. What, I think I actually said like, what do I know? I'm just a mom. I'm like, because <gasps> I think being a mom is like the highest calling. Like it just, it is the most important job. Right. But I, I know that there are so many of us as moms who are like, you know, like in the trenches, because that's what it is for a season. You're just like, you're just trying to like stay afloat, but we have these dreams in our hearts. And I think just, you know, we talk a lot about entrepreneurs and business people, but like, I just feel like for the mom who is like, has dreams, but maybe doesn't even know, like, Mm. or lost sight or or just like, doesn't even have the dream yet, but is scared to even just like go and like, and just, I just want to say, I may never start a business, but there's something in the pursuit of the dream of finding a dream for one, that's a super valuable process. And then just doing something that is beyond your capability is so very healthy. And so like, I just want to like, I don't know, just yeah. encourage even, even the pursuit of the people the who are mo- like, Oh, this the, isn't for me. The healthy more, you know? Okay. So what more is there, Lord, you know, be it in parenting, be it in business, be it in whatever area of life that or season someone is in, to never settle, mm-hmm. you know, and just be like, there's more. So what's that more look like? And the other thing that I think is just a great reminder is to surround yourself with people who are dreamers, to surround yourself with people who are not satisfied. Mm. You know, we, we live and die by our songs in our home. <laughs> One of them is that whole uh, In Over My Head by uh, <laughs> Jan Johnson. It's like, you know, I am filled, but I'm not satisfied and that's for us we're never and i this is strange to say but we're never satisfied in our family we always want more we always want you know if there's you know if there's something else that the lord has i want it whatever that looks like 
And so I think that that's, yeah, to maybe just begin asking for more. Mm-hmm. I love the, the direction that this conversation mm-hmm. has gone because we've kind of left you halfway through your journey, <laughs> but obviously you've got the business now, you've mm-hmm. made the steps, you're, you're doing the thing. Right. Um, you've got more steps to take, of course, but mm-hmm. right. like this is the, the part of the journey of getting there. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe um, to leave our listeners with something, what will be from each of you the, the one piece of encouragement that you would mm-hmm. uh, plop into their hearts there? Mm-hmm. You first. <laughs> I got to think about that one. All of them, but especially this one. I think that just to never forget that God is for us, you know, and whatever that looks like, sometimes it may look like we're failing. Sometimes it may look like we're, we're sidetracked in the wilderness. Sometimes it looks like, you know, we're, we're digressing or we're moving backwards, but sometimes that's just our perception Hmm. and that in the spirit, as we just acknowledge our need for God that there's always progress he never leaves us he never forsakes us and the Bible talks about us going from glory to glory and I think in our earthly reality yeah sometimes it looks like the bank account keeps going backwards and stuff is stuck in India and this is and we need the digital media person that we don't have and how in the world and fill in the blanks there's gonna be a million things but as we trust and as we just give all those cares and we place them at the feet of Jesus we may look like fools but that's the perfect place to be yeah so go look foolish I imagine I might need a bit of (laughs) humility to walk that out (laughs) yes Mm. how about you Leanne yeah I think um, I guess maybe what I was trying to say with with the whole mom digression there was just like that um, to not be afraid, maybe be afraid, maybe be afraid of not dreaming, like really mm-hmm. like, yes. like you get to do this once and you have the God of the universe with all of his resources, Come on, scanning the world, looking for someone whose heart is after his, who's after the things that his heart is after. Like preach it. Come on. I could have, I could have chosen something else. I could have done something else. That's the, not the thing that matters. It's not like finding like the one like I think C.S. Lewis says, like whoever you choose becomes the one. It's kind of like that. Like whatever the calling, like people I think spend a lot of time, especially in the church, like looking for the calling. You kind of get to pick, right? Like I think God loves you have us. a lot more yes, like he, <laughs> involvement in this totally, process. He, he, he's waiting for us to be like, at, like to ask him like, hey, can you help me with this? He wants to see what we want to do. He's not going to just like, you should do that. Like maybe he does that with some people. I but think one of the most I've, basic ways to do it is just go. It's such an I think what we said a while ago is there are so many problems just pick one. on this earth. <laughs> just pick one to fix. <laughs> yeah. I love that, that book title that you referenced earlier, Dreaming with God. Right, yeah. Just that invitation to really engage with him and, and not expect him to hand it to you on a platter. Like he wants to know what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And that was a piece of God that I didn't, that was part of a journey that I, I hadn't known until I was 30. But this is something I want my girls to know now, right? Like yeah. to be, as they're learning about the world, to kind of be thinking like, well, what do you want to do? What do you love to do? You know, is it skateboarding? Well, then go do that for Jesus, whatever. Um, and I think 
for me, as someone who is um, wired to be a bit of a perfectionist, <laughs> um, there's a whole lot of, um, let's see, in my journey in this, so much of learning God's grace and learning to not be worried about making a mistake, or I guess I should say um, not, I'm learning to see mistakes differently. And knowing that from God's perspective, they are so not the end of the world and that he's actually probably delighted in a lot of our mistakes because it meant that we were trying something new. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that kind of comes with the parenting journey too, just that like appreciation of your kid tries something new for the first time and they fall flat on their face and you're like, yes, that was amazing. And so getting his perspective on our journey has been so mm -hmm. life-giving. Yeah, I like that. Getting yeah. his perspective on your journey. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a quote from, I think it was like Instagram or something, but it's like, don't judge a book by the page that you're on. Mm. And I just like that one really hit home for me. We need to see it from his perspective, or at least know that we don't see the whole story. Yeah. Because it'll be a little messy. <laughs> Leanne, would you mind uh, just blessing our listeners in mm. our community uh, just with mm. that? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh. Holy Spirit, thank you um, for everyone who is listening. Um, whenever they are listening, it could be years from now, I don't know. Um, but you are um, throughout all time and space, and your heart never changes toward Amen. us. Uh, you are huge and expansive and creative and fun. And um, we have only scratched the surface of who you are and your good intentions toward us. Holy Spirit, would you just help us to lay down our... Um, perceptions of what should be, of what's possible, of where we failed, of where we're not enough, of where we're like not the kind of person who does da 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 da, and just um, let it go. And would you just fill us with a greater perspective of who you are and what your heart is toward us, and and how you just want to create with us and solve world problems and release answers and provision and resources and um, and actually, like, really partner with us to see your kingdom come, mm -hmm. that we actually get to be a part of that. And we thank you for being who you are in the midst of the mess and that the mess doesn't bother you <laughs> the way it bothers us mm -hmm. and that you actually see such beauty in us stepping out and trying new things. Mm -hmm. So I just release courage. I release faith, abundant faith and hope and um, just a, a hunger I release a hunger for what's possible in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name, for his sake. Amen. Amen. Thank you. And thank you for coming on today. Thank it's you. our pleasure. Mm -hmm. Well, I got to say, I feel pretty inspired just to ask God what more there is after hearing your conversation with them. I love what Leanne said about be afraid of not dreaming. Mm -hmm. Like we often hear, don't be afraid to dream. But I love how she phrased it. Be afraid of not dreaming. Like be afraid of what you'll miss out on if you don't dream. Mm -hmm. That's the, the healthy, uh, sanctified version of FOMO, fear of missing out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I think there's these two costs that were identified in this conversation, the cost of not dreaming, living a life and, and having regrets that you didn't dare to dream for more. And then also the cost of having a dream and following through with it. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have to pay a price. 
It just yeah. depends at the end of your life, what story would you have wanted to tell? Yeah. And what yeah. you said, like, oh, man, I want to I wanna take some time with God and dream. Yeah. I think it's cool to hear how, for them, family is a big value to in, in their dreams. Like, they're not just having their own separate dreams. They probably each do, but they have this one unified dream, and they're going after it together, and they're encouraging one another, and they're, um, they're working through it hard times, and more fun times like I love how real they were it was just like yeah there's a lot of snot and tears <laughs> like that's really cool to hear because I think it can be discouraging sometimes following our dreams and being like oh I feel like this is really hard and I don't know where I'm going with this but yeah yeah it just feels encouraging to know that okay that's actually very normal and probably a good thing it just means we care mm-hmm. I think one of my hopes for our friends who are listening is that they would just have that little bit of extra juice to maybe get back on the horse again. Mm-hmm. Whatever dream we've been carrying is so easy to let it go, uh, whether it's for a few weeks, a few months, years, hopefully not a lifetime, but there's so much beauty that's locked away in those dreams that the world needs to see. Yeah, guys, let's take some time to dream with God this week and to share that with someone. Yeah, invite someone into your process with you. And as well, just get God's perspective on your journey. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us today. If you're interested in learning more about Author Clothing, you can check out their website at author.clothing and maybe even buy a t-shirt from them. You can check us out on Instagram at lifetree.church. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to stay up to date on the latest conversations. If you were encouraged today by this episode, share it with a friend. And we'll see you next time.